Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is, is Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. What up? Um, oh, this is going to be intense. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be good. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. The notes that Drunk Juice left in season two on 75th episode. This is our 70th episode. Is it? Yeah. Shit, we out here. Um, uh, this is a message from uh, Drunk Juice. <laughs> And it literally says drunk juice. <laughs> it will work sober juice. Wait, does that say tell Kim hi? Yeah. What? Drunk juice. <laughs> See? Drunk tipsy juice. Tell Kim I said hi. What? And then the other thing is That's uh funny. De- I think we should decorate you should decorate your side. Oh, okay. I have a clash of like Oh. Oh, I gotta go poster shopping, my nigga. Yeah. <laughs> put some Cause art was, up in this bitch. Because I was thinking, I might just put posters up on this side. Oh, yeah, that could be dope. And I have tons of posters and uh, albums, covers and stuff. Would you do like a um, collage style or would you actually frame them all? Ooh, I could do a collage. I have part of a collage at my parents' house. Dude, just... you could get a dope ass. Oh, man, I could make one. Like a really big like collage frame, so you can put like different size posters in it and just hang up one piece. That would be dope. I could like nail some fucking frames together. Yeah, that could be cool. But yeah, those are our, our notes from Drunk Juice. He's he wrote his name. Okay. <laughs> Drunk Juice went to public school. <laughs> Man, what? Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Once again, we had a whole ass podcast off. It was starting to get too dope, and we had to stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, did you do anything cool this weekend? Worked my ass off. Yeah. Uh, and I am needing a second job. <laughs> I'm back in it. I feel like, you know, what's funny is like, I feel like ever since we started doing this, people have heard me do nothing but talk about like getting a new job. (laughs) (laughs) They were probably like, this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) She don't know what the hell she want to do. What is going on? Because I've started, what, two jobs? Yeah, I've started two different jobs. Since we started this podcast, and now a third. <laughs> yeah. And possibly soon to be a fourth. So. And I've been bitching about my job the entire time. Bruh, server life is so exhausting. Oh, I'm sure. Server life is very exhausting. Uh, it's cool, though. Like, I don't mind 
the hard work. I feel like I kind of needed to just like whoop my ass a little bit, you know, um, you know, actually go through some shit. But um, the only thing that sucks, yeah, the only thing that sucks is the fucking paychecks. (laughs) Like I can make pretty decent in in tips but if i'm ever looking for like to have an extra cushion i cannot count on the fucking paycheck paycheck after they take taxes out (laughs) yeah so it's like that's that's low-key kind of scary yeah it is it is (laughs) (laughs) um which is why i need a second job because this is not like i make decent cash but um yeah <laughs> but yeah <laughs> so that's what i've been doing working my ass off haven't really been i don't know haven't had much of a social life like i've been kicking it every now and then but it's not been i've spent more time in the house than i have in a while yeah this night shift is fucking crazy yeah it's kind of depressing yeah, it really is. I feel like I've been slightly depressed. Like, <laughs> I am too. <laughs> but uh, it's something about not seeing sunlight. Yeah. Or having to know that. Or having enough, like, he, human interaction, like, regular. Because when you're working those hours, you're not really able to talk to many people. Yeah. <laughs> True. And then when you're at home, you wanted to spend your time by yourself. So let me talk closer to the microphone. <laughs> Act like you know what you're doing, Jeeves. I don't fucking know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then, like, Cooper's acting weird. I think because he's, like, mixed up. Like, nigga, what shift are you on? Yeah. So, like, when I got in yesterday, that nigga was hype as fuck. So when I get home... He is hyper as shit. Oh gosh! So, like that's why I'm not going to sleep till like four. I feel like I got a baby. Yeah. Like he, he's gonna be restless in the night. <laughs> he's gonna wake me up all together. That's essentially what you have. It's that's the only bad part. And then like, I could imagine if I had like a relationship right now. You. That's what I was talking to yeah. one of this other girl straight, but she works nights. She's like, man, I'm trying to have. A, trying to meet somebody that have kids and i was like yeah that shit real as fuck she's yeah. she's like probably two years older than me so i'm like yeah like i don't want to be doing this shit and trying to meet somebody because you basically no nobody else works that shift like that <laughs> right like, you'd just basically be missing each other or only hanging out like for lunch breaks or shit like i'm gonna cut this part out but that's part of the reason uh, marriage broke up yeah her, her husband was a cop Mm. He went on second shift, and they were not seeing each other. Mm-mm. Damn, like that shit is real. Yeah, it is. And then she was probably about our age. Well, she was what thirty three, then. So yeah, that shit is real. Yeah. <laughs> she still ain't talked to me in like two weeks. What? She'll get over it. When she sees me, she'll do, it'll be back normal. Yeah, I just have that's the other thing though. I haven't seen you haven't her. Haven't been able to see her. Yeah, I'm getting off at twelve o'clock. She, she's just going to sleep. Yeah, damn. Yeah, this is affecting our relationship. 
I don't know what's affecting my relationships. <laughs> Still. It's so funny because I feel like just a couple weeks ago, I felt like everything was clear and I had it all figured out. And now I'm like, lost. <laughs> I'm lost in the world. <laughs> like, what am I doing? <laughs> Nothing's working. Somebody <laughs> <Right>. help. <laughs> <laughs> I need an adult. I need an adult. But yeah, I think we're feeling off each other's energy because that's how I've been feeling. I'm not hopeless. Yeah, I mean, this is just one of those, like, crucial, pivotal periods, you know, for both of us, I think. Obviously, we're not trying to stay where we're at, so. Gotta figure out what the fuck we're gonna do. This is just part of the transition. It's just, like, the shitty part. (laughs) Yeah. Shit's hard, man. I am low-key pissed, though, that I can't, like, it's football season, and that's Ugh. when everybody be out. Oh yeah. man, that's another thing. I'm like, I would take a fucking job that probably won't let me off <laughs> on the weekends or on Saturdays at least. I haven't been able to go to Auburn football games since Iron Bowl 2017. That's the other thing I was thinking. Remember when uh, what's her name asked us what were our resolutions for fall? And I was like, go to homecoming. I can't go to fucking homecoming now. I can't get off for homecoming. Right. They told, like, we don't have blackout weekends there. Like, you can pretty much uh, request off whenever you want. Um, but they're just like, oh, yeah, no. Ain't them homecoming blackout weekend. <laughs> Nobody's going you know anywhere. Money they go fucking bait. <laughs> yeah. Man. But if I'm working then, I'm going to be making bank for sure. Yeah. But, sure. um, yeah. Just got to figure it out. But I would like, uh, we got 200 followers on uh, IG now. Yeah, like, that shit blew up quick. Because I feel like just the other day, we were at, like, 140-something or 150. It was, like, 145, I want to say, when I looked, like, not even a week ago. Now, one thing I did do was I started sending out requests at night. Oh, just random requests to get some follows back? Like, while I'm at work. That's smart. I used to do that. And, um... I did something else. Oh, I learned how to do audiograms. Oh, yeah. You did. I did that totally at work. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm productive as fucking work. Not with my actual job, but this podcast shit? (laughs) I'm prolific. (laughs) I mean, yeah, because you basically are just, like, chilling during those hours. It's either, like, you're, um, you're just chilling or it's stop and go. It's like either I ain't doing shit or or I got shit to do right now. Mm-hmm. But night shift is weird too. It's just so late. But yeah, I got it. Um, a lot of other stuff happened this weekend. Pop culturally. Did you watch the VMAs? I watched some of the performances of them. I didn't watch the full thing. I watched Missy and Lizzo's performance and that was it. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty much what I did too. And I, 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 I kept up with it on Twitter. So anything that did pop up, I would just be like, okay. I wasn't on Twitter during the actual event because I was at work, I think. 
probably. I don't know. My days are running together too. Yeah. <laughs> Mine are too. I was off Monday, so it was Monday. I woke up today and I was like, is today Monday? No. <laughs> What's today? I had to really think about it. Like, what is going on? <laughs> I'm sure what is today? <laughs> Literally, they like, did like, like put a little asterisk. Like this is a sign of oncoming depression. You might <laughs> get be your shit together. <laughs> hey, dog, you might want to shake back real quick. <laughs> what is today, man? Yeah, that's definitely a sign when your days run together. Yeah, especially when you work the way we work. Like, yeah. We are some hardworking black motherfuckers, okay? Yes. We are working, that we're doing the dirty jobs out here. <laughs> we are Americans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, speaking of which, uh, I, no, VMAs. Okay, that's what it was. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> The funniest tweet I did see was somebody was like, Taylor Swift watched first season of Pose and swear she above <laughs> You are not a mother of a house, ma'am. <laughs> Taylor Swift is just still so ugh to me. Like That's ugh. why I felt weird like when I had to defend her. Uh, well, I didn't have to defend her, of course. But when I, on Twitter, I was like, when Kid Rock said that thing about her being a lying bitch for wanting to be a... a Acting like she's a Democrat oh, yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. It's like, sir, of and, all people. Right. <laughs> Everybody got on his case like, nigga. You, your dad was the richest Stop. car salesman in Michigan. <laughs> you grew up with monies. In Michigan, and you want to act like you from the South. Right. Like, That's sir, Southern appropriation. You were opposing AF. <laughs> Everybody want to be down with the South. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, <coughs> but yeah. Do you ever feel like that's a, like a character or a, like uh, when people try to embrace Southern culture and it's just like. No, I don't think that's a caricature at all. Um, I think that's bandwagoning. <laughs> that's what I think that is. I don't think that's. No. But a, a caricature is, is something that is supposed to be representative of yourself. And if that's not your culture, that you know, that can't, it can't be representative of you. If that's but isn't not, that reappropriation? Kind like, of, but I mean, he definitely is. Yes, what because he cultures think. can be appropriated, but I mean, I guess it just it depends on also like in what regard where we hold Southern culture to versus like white Southern culture is what he's. That's what I was like. Southern culture is kind of what we talked about, what words mean stuff. When people say Southern culture, they never include black people in Southern culture. Mm -hmm. So he's doing the, what he thinks a white Southerner is like. The, if ye I was, the yeehaw shit. Yeah, if I was like a real Southerner that was white, I'd feel like, man, fuck Kid Rock. Yeah. Kind of like with Larry the Cable Guy, he didn't really talk like that. Yeah, no, for real. Like, bitch, you wouldn't with me shooting in the gym. Like, <laughs> so, right. That's why I thought it was weird. Like, when Kid Rock said the thing about Taylor Swift, everybody acts like they're not white Democrats in the South. Yeah. Like, 
it totally makes sense that she probably was a Democrat the entire time. She just didn't want to tell y'all niggas that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but if people are real weird about stuff like that. But anyway, Taylor Swift was up there being Taylor Swift. And I was like, God oh, damn, they really trying to make her the Beyonce of. Ugh. No. No. <laughs> no. No. Why can she not dance? Like, you would think. <laughs> Like, like she writes songs to rhythms. Like she can play multiple instruments. The way you just asked that question, <laughs> you were so concerned. Like I'm really like I was really like all the highlights that they were showing, oh and they would God. show her in the crowd because she's the biggest star in the crowd. I'd be like, this bitch really can't fucking dance, and that shit is amazing to me. She cannot. She like, she cannot. That is just proof that you cannot buy rhythm right. or talent. But she, but that's the even crazier thing because she has talent. Like I I don't like her as a person. Well, I don't know her as a person. I don't like her personality. But she definitely has talent. Let me see what she wore. I didn't I didn't even pay attention to her. No, I really like her music. Beautiful gowns. <laughs> gowns. Beautiful <laughs> gowns. But yeah, like she's made dope songs and everything. It's just I don't, I don't know what. She, I don't think she. I don't know. <laughs> I just, don't, just get, don't get it. I have never understood how musicians can't dance. That has always seemed so weird to me. Well, I think for black people, you you had to be able to put on an entire show when you were ever going to be a musical performer, right? And so we just expect that. I think. Yeah, and almost like especially growing up watching like hip hop, like that's what hip hop was. Like you had to be on stage moving it, moving and bopping a, and a beat, right? Like choreographed, you'll, or you'll look and get laughed off the uh, yeah. stage. So we grew up in that, like. But that's why it's always funny when, like, speaking of a white appropriation, like when you hit old uh, concerts of like the Stones or the Beatles. Now, the, I will say for the most part, the Beatles were on beat. When they would dance, but they didn't do elaborate Mm-mm. shit. Yeah. They kept it simple. They were more like the Motown. One, two, step. Yeah. <laughs> um, look at Mick Jagger in the 60s. He's literally doing a James Brown impression offbeat. And that shit is wild as fuck. Like. Yeah, like, damn. <laughs> like, that's what it is. Yeah. And he'll admit to it. Like, he ain't like these new like artists that won't even admit that. Like, yo, I'm totally just doing James Brown shit. Yeah. That they're influenced in any right. way by anybody specific. That's and like that's what the Beatles did with like Little Richard. Like they were like, yo, this is just white Little Richard. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't run from it. They're like, yeah. Now people won't even give that. Because everybody, I feel like it's. I feel like we're just too late in the game to still be acting like we are the first people to do shit, especially musically. Like music has evolved so much. And like since it began, yeah. And like nowadays, it can evolve almost daily. I mean, that does make sense because at the founding of rock and roll, you knew the pioneers of right. You were right there. You knew that this was some new shit. This was some shit that you had never heard before. Just like with the golden age of hip hop, they were the second generation of hip hop, so they knew the pioneers and originators. So it's going to be more in line with that. What? four generations deep in hip-hop now. Yeah. So, I mean, 
of course, everybody ain't going to be like, that's why I always hate when people are like, so you don't know Grandmaster Flash? Right. You're like, bro, these kids were born in <laughs> these 1999. These are 17-year-olds. <laughs> like, no, they don't know none of that shit. You realize people born in 1999 are, are 20 years old? That shit is wild as fuck. Yeah. And you expect them to know some shit that came out 20 years before they were born. Right. I was going to say, like, 1980, Like, why would right. they? Their influences are going to be, like, 90s artists. That's old school to them. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. That shit was deep. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, like. So, I mean, I I understand a little bit because, all right, if you would, let's just go on it's gonna sound weird on racial lines. <laughs> um, a lot of white artists have grown up listening to white artists make music similar to black artists, mm-hmm. or they're copying the influences. Influence, wait, no, that's the, they're copying their influences. Influence, but they don't realize it. Like so, so say somebody. Uh, So, say somebody grew up listening to Madonna. Like, let's use Britney Spears. Britney Spears grew up listening to Madonna and okay. Janet Jackson. But more so, Madonna, she identified with Madonna more because she was white. Mm-hmm. She, they don't realize that Madonna was being influenced by, like, the ball scene. Mm-hmm. So, they think that they're doing stuff that Madonna did. She didn't invent voguing. But they don't. They don't connect with that because they that's not they didn't time. grow up with that's that. not during their time. Right. Now you have to do a deep dive and do shit like that. I don't know shit like that, but I'm a fucking weirdo. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like okay, yeah, Juice knows that, but does anybody else? Yeah. Like it's an insignificant detail to everybody else. I just, yeah, I'm just I just feel like nobody nobody is really doing anything new. Like it's it's only the artist that's new, but the shit that's being done is not that it's weird. just a different take on the same shit like that's, that's what music is <laughs> that's gonna be a good segue because i think that's why that Chappelle show i mean the Chappelle stand up is hitting different than all these other stand-ups that came out hmm what what do you mean because all right all these other people like for the longest have been uh cancel culture is out of line and ridiculous right but nobody has been funny enough <laughs> to really lay it out there to where you can't be like i mean he's not completely wrong right he has some valid points. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, he has some valid points. Um, and then he also has some ridiculous things that he said, but it's hit in a way that comedy used to. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're our age, for the most part, you don't I mean, outside of Chappelle, because when we were younger, everybody was influenced by Chappelle. But since Chappelle came out, nobody has really done it like Chappelle. It didn't hit the same because he went away for a while. And then Kevin Hart became the biggest comedian. And Kevin Hart and 
He ain't been in the scene too heavy lately. Kevin Hart also has intentionally stayed away from politics and mm-hmm. hard-hitting issues like race and stuff. So that, that affects his money a lot. That nigga is making bank right now. Yeah. He can't jeopardize that no more. But that's also pacified the comedic audiences. Yeah. So when Chappelle comes back and comes back like that against like everybody and dares everybody to come and try to cancel him. <laughs> like he started that fucking stand the first four minutes of that stand up are already one of his greatest bits of all time. Like I, I timed it. It was right at four minutes. You start a stand up with 1999, a song about the literal world ending. Tried to run from my destruction, and you know I didn't even care. That's the fucking thesis of his of whole fucking whole, shit. Yeah, and then he dares everybody to cancel him. That shit is wild. Yeah, and then nobody can cancel him. <laughs> he did because he said you saw my face on this shit and you clicked it. <laughs> he put it all on the audience. It's like you're just as responsible as me. Like y'all know that I'm the shit, and obviously my work is going to always uh be reflective of that yeah like man y'all keep coming back no matter what now i understand now i will say this we were talking about this a little bit i do understand why people would be outraged about some stuff it's easier for me to say it was just funny because i'm not as affected as some communities well, I mean, whenever you mention anything political in the stand-up, you have to expect that people are going to be upset about some parts of it. So, I mean, yeah. Right. But that's the funny thing. Like, a lot of the people that would usually try to cancel somebody aren't even doing that now, even if they feel it. They're like, it's no point of arguing this on Twitter. That's what I was talking about when I was like, you can't have a nuanced discussion about Chappelle show. I mean, it's a... It's a, a tick. I always say show after Chappelle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> after Chappelle's stand-up. Like, you can't do that on Twitter. That's yeah, not no. what Twitter's for. Yeah. It used to, at one time, no, nah, even back then it wasn't. No. <laughs> I, I fooled myself. Like, it's revisionist history. Old school Twitter was an asshole, too. But Old school Twitter would have been way worse. Right. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that would have been bad. Man. <laughs> like, oh, you trying to kick knowledge? <laughs> like on that Jay Z shit. <laughs> but yeah, that's why it hit harder. Yeah. Like now, when he said the f word, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. That shit, like, it snaps you, and you're like, oh shit. But but the context, to, yes. Like he's so fucking good like he's the fucking goat <laughs> that's why i say he's a genius he is a genius the structure of his jokes are amazing like i said we started with 1999 he stopped in the middle and said anthony Bourdain killed himself and then tried to run for my destruction you know i didn't even care and he tells a story about the dude uh he went to school with mm-hmm. and he didn't even think of killing himself mm-hmm. i was like oh my god the structuring of his fucking stand-up is funny. Yeah. Like, I don't agree with all his views on stuff, but to me, the LGBTQ car, 
thing was hilarious. Yeah, I was dying laughing. <laughs> it was the structure of it was talking about everybody's like if you don't get it, you don't get it. But that shit was funny as fuck. When they stopped for the hitchhiker. Hey. <laughs> well, I don't know what's going on in here, but I sure, sure would like get to get in. <laughs> Bruh, but he did call that shit because he did uh, call out how gay white men are, are driving the car. And then just, he was like, you tell, you tell the truth. Yeah, that was a very, very perfect analogy. The only thing is after he had that, he ended with the, the transgender jokes. It was like, man, why? But I guess that's like to punch you to be like, don't get too comfortable. Like. Yeah, but I felt like he it's just like the Chinese face. Yeah, I felt so bad for laughing, and I, <laughs> I'm just being honest. That it was so shocking. I would be mad as fuck <laughs> if can you imagine a white fucking comedian got a black face. <laughs> I wonder if somebody has screenshot that. I'm gonna Google Dave Chappelle Chinese face right now. It's so offensive, but. <laughs> I haven't like I feel guilty as fuck laughing my ass off and that's how it used to feel watching stand up oh look at his kids I've never seen his kids his wife is beautiful she is oh how cute okay (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like just the structure of his jokes and everything that was always And that's the one thing about, like, the people that are trying to cancel, they don't understand, like, how, like, his jokes don't always mean multiple things. I think, so this is what I think about canceling. Um, I think we, we, like, we become, like, thugs when we talk about canceling, like, but fake thugs like we talk a lot of shit but we ain't really gonna do a lot of shit like we we say that we're gonna cancel somebody to so that people can recognize that we understand that something that they've done is fucked up and they don't support it and yada 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 but i feel like when people say they're canceling somebody they have like they still give that person like one or two chances to redeem themselves and that's why when these specials come out at this time at these times, like right after somebody has been canceled and they do a special, people still tune in, right? Because they're looking for a redeeming quality before yeah. they actually like stop supporting, right? And then Chappelle was like, and "I don't give a fuck." The cycle continues, and then you realize that nobody ever really canceled your ass. To begin nobody with. is ever really canceled. <laughs> we was all just talking shit because that's what we do yeah. on the fucking internet. And he just punked all of us. And he punked, he got all, when he said, like, you saw my face and you still clicked. (laughs) I was like, damn, you are getting at these people because I never canceled Dave. (laughs) I ain't gonna cancel Dave for real. Like, I was, that's the other thing I realized. I realized I wanted them eight shit niggas too because I'm like, I ain't breaking up my man. I never canceled Dave. It's like, there's some things I disagree with. Like, I pulled the whole like, Right, right, right. I ain't shit, bro. I, like, I will gladly admit. And then I was also thinking, I was like, am I going to get here and just really just be like, yeah, I ain't shit? Like, yeah. I've canceled. I've tried to cancel people. I, I can't cancel Kanye West. Bro, 
last year. We have tried. We have really tried. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. No, I'm not. <laughs> I ain't shit. Kanye is too cool. He's just too cool. I just need him to stay away from talking. Like, keep doing the choir shit. Bro, that, that shit. The I gotta... choir shit is lit. <laughs> Did you see when they were uh, singing Happy Birthday to Dave Chappelle? Uh-uh. Like, they were in a bag and that shit. I was like, man, I can't cancel Kanye and Dave Chappelle. I gotta look that up. That just looks like an experience, bro. They do it like the Stevie Wonder way. That happy birthday. Like, they, hey. If Kanye keep doing this shit, though, <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might fuck with it. Mm. But yeah, Dave Chappelle is. And then people are like he's just getting lazy with. It. No, he's not. Some stuff he's just doing because he's like, he's always had that childish shit. Like when you watch Chappelle show, everybody remembers like the profound episodes. They don't remember the like episodes where he had poop jokes and shit. He's always been that person. It's just we hold him in such high regard that we don't go back and look at his entire work. Mm-hmm. But that's the greatest stand-up of all time. Like, Not that special, but he's the greatest stand-up of all time. I love Dave Chappelle. <laughs> like, yeah. Now, some people did say that I loved it. They loved watching it. But they do kind of wish he would change some stuff. Like, like just, what? like, I mean, using the F word, the transgender jokes. Or, they always seem to be coming from, it's always like what people say, a punch down. Like, they're, bro, oh, they're in a line of fire. Nas posted the video. Yeah, Nas was there too. Like, they hang out. Dave Chappelle is always around dope ass people. Okay, this is lit, bro. If somebody did this for me, I would fucking cry. <laughs> yeah. And now imagine that person being Kanye West. <laughs> oh, this looks like probably a dope ass party. See, this is why you gotta love black people, man. <laughs> Damn. Bro. That shit. Uh, you can't cancel them niggas. You can't. You just can't. Like, can, all right. Like, we just gotta end cancel. Just be like, I just don't like. Just we gonna is, put people on pause. You know what I'm right. saying? Just, we, gonna, we gonna put them on ice for a little bit. We yeah. not gonna, we not like, gonna freeze them all together. At the end of the day, it's like, man, love these niggas. These are party. This is your family, bro. And it's okay to be hurt. You know what I'm saying? Right. The people and that you love will always hurt you. We ain't shit. <laughs> what if we're just prepared for when some, we say some shit that people are like, juice is fucking canceled. Oh, I'm sure there's been something that people have just been like, man, fuck this shit. I mean, everybody says we're racist. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that shit. Bro, the the shit I felt most guilty laughing at was the Michael Jackson jokes. Because I definitely think that Michael Jackson did that shit. And that's not going to change. But that shit was 
funny as fuck. I think he did that shit too, and I was like, whoa. Was like, oh, he's <laughs> testing the room. <laughs> and he was like, uh, <laughs> when he said the thing, this is the part that was funny to me. It's not funny, but he was like, I mean, they got their dick sucked by Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about going to school the next day. <laughs> like, and then he was like, uh, this is the part that hit because it was real. And he was like, I mean, half the people in this room were molested. It wasn't by Michael Jackson. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, this nigga don't give a fuck. Because <laughs> it's true. Yeah. That's statistically true. Yeah, it is. And he just was like, man, fuck it. <laughs> That's fucked up. But... But it's also eye-opening for a lot of people, though. Yeah. That's, that's why but he that's, did it. But that's why he did it. But people are just going to be like, oh, I'm just... Like, the people that don't get that joke in the context, you're like, yeah, fuck this guy. Yeah. That's why when I, I realized that it had been put up because I was seeing Think Peace articles. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, why am I listening to these lame-ass niggas tell me a joke? I'm just going to listen, like, in context with Dave Chappelle, the greatest stand-up of all time. Truly. That nigga, when he did the, uh, why can't he say the F word, but he can say nigga? Oh, yeah. That bit, because... Yes, that because at first it got me. Yeah. It got me, and um, I laughed a little bit. And then when he followed it up with, "Well, why is it okay for me to be or whatever?" When he, fo- I was like, "Oh, like <laughs> it took my breath away." He got me. What? Well, how did he word it? How did he do it? What he did said, he say? Um, okay, but yeah, he was saying, "Why can't he say that?" And then the lady, uh the censorship lady whatever the FCC she said um we'll never let you say that word on our air on our uh, podcast <clears throat> we'll never let you say that word and he was like well why can I say nigger with impunity and not yeah. the other word yeah like well you're not part you're of that not community part of that community yeah he was like I'm not a nigger either <laughs> yeah yeah that shit was like yes. and I was like oh because when she said, well, you're not a part of that community, I was like, very valid. Very right. valid. But then when he said that, I, like, I wasn't expecting him to say that. So Me I, was like, I was like, shit, nigga. Like, <laughs> you the goat. It's like that. You uh, call everybody red-handed. It's like you uh, got that Bruce Leroy flow. <laughs> I mean, the Bruce Leroy grow. You're the crest around us. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, like. That was a good one. He. The other amazing thing in that joke is the way he turns around when he acts like he's uh, going to the door. Mm-hmm. It, the reason I feel like he's the best stand-up ever is his uh, control of his body when he's telling jokes yeah, his is so amazing. Yeah. yeah, like he's really dope. Yeah, he like he te- that's the way he tells his stories is with his body. I remember like on I used to watch Inside the Actors Studio his episode which is the greatest episode of anything ever. Like that interview <laughs> is amazing. It's like 2 hours of him just talking and he'll get serious at times and then he'll go back into joking. Yeah. Like and he was talking about one of his influences was Bugs Bunny and I was like I can totally see that shit. Yeah, the way he moves, like his mannerisms. Yeah, they're very like Bugs Bunny, like. Yeah, I love Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Even uh, another uh, reason we can't cancel anybody. I can't cancel Bugs Bunny. He definitely was in blackface, tons of times, doing the slave voice and everything. 
That nigga ain't going nowhere. Bugs Bunny is a nigga. <laughs> Bugs Bunny is that nigga. <laughs> I wish we could title this shit. Bugs Bunny is that nigga. Bugs Bunny, the OG. <laughs> Bugs Bunny, though. Um, but yeah, that dude. Ain't nobody doing it that way. I just feel like, what is Chris Rock gonna do next time he comes out? Now I'm trying to think about what Kevin Hart is gonna do because I kind of feel like we might be burned out on Kevin, especially after his um. Little hiatus that he's been on. I feel sorry for any comedian that's gonna have to follow up that shit. That's like trying to take the throne because he's on the throne. Yeah. White and black com- comedians are bound. Now you know down who's in. who's coming up quickly though is B Simone. Like she's been doing a lot more tours. She's got like a lot of. You know, merch. She's doing a lot of her own shit, starting up her own businesses, on TV shows. Like she's kind of, especially after uh, Just Hilarious kind of got canceled. Now, if you ate a legend or you ate, uh, you still on the grind, you could definitely you can get canceled. <laughs> you ain't got tenure yet. Ooh, like <laughs> we will put your whole career on lock. Like we can't fire Professor Dave Chappelle. He's got tenure. But just hilarious. We don't even fucking know you. You knew here. You still knew, boo. You still on your 90 day probationary okay. period. <laughs> you still getting hazed out here. Right. Like you ain't you ain't crossed yet. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't even find her funny anymore, to be honest. Like, I did I, and I don't know if the shit that she's been doing after that incident has just not been funny, but I just I don't be laughing anymore. <laughs> I, I Roger, on that Inside the Actors Studio, Dave Chappelle talked about the first time he bombed. And he was like, people used to ask me, what do you do when nobody laughs? And be like, I don't know, nigga. I don't know. I've never had to do that. <laughs> he said he got bombed at the Apollo. Ooh. And he said, he was like 16. And he was like, why would you do this to a child? Because <laughs> black people will care, bro. You better be funny or dope or we going to tell your ass. That shit whack. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's an honesty in there. It's doggy dog. Right. Like Dog eat dog. Not to say other communities won't do this, but they ain't going to keep it 100 with you. Mm-mm. Like black people. Now, we don't always have the best way of keeping it 100 with you. Can be a little toxic. <laughs> <laughs> Can be a little toxic. Right. Like you could definitely like it'll, it'll shake you be like man these niggas got me fucked up, <laughs> but sometimes they right. But it be some real shit most of the time. And- and then back to the special. That's kind of what it is. It'll hit you in your face, but that's because it's real shit. That is black culture. Yeah. I mean, 100% real with you, and then fucking with you at the same time. Yeah. Damn. Okay, that's a good segue into our our, uh, black love moment that we were having. Yes. (laughs) Bro, what was it I said that we were like, all right, we gotta stop. Um... I can't remember, but we were just talking about uh, dating and whatever. And 
how you really want to experience black love yeah like i'm i'm really like i've always been the person y'all know this that doesn't care like what race people are or whatever like, i'll date whoever but ultimately i just feel like i don't know after this last experience i just really want to marry a black man oh yeah because the it's just a natural camaraderie it's like we were talking about like nonverbal uh communication and it's just something about when you you can understand somebody like in a real way yeah because it's like and we always talk about like friends first approach but it's like with another black person it's like they're already your homie like it's up to because the, y'all have more than likely if you put 10 black people in one room eight out of those 10 people have had the same experience growing up and like have they operate on the same social cues and like have a lot of the same. You know what I'm saying? Like we all speak the same like. Especially language. if you were raised by black people, raised yes. and it, yeah. If, if you were raised by black people, there's certain cues that you're like, okay, yeah. There's certain things you get, especially if you have like an extended family, you know certain shit. Absolutely. So it's just like that natural bond is already there. Like right. You already my homie. Like that, and that's so important. Yeah, especially like when dating, especially. Yeah. It's a shared experience because it's like, yo, you understand what it's like to be out here. I'm sure, like, it's not like we advocating for not mixing of races, but fuck it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Cancel me now. That's all we've ever (laughs) talked about anytime before. So, but, um, it's it's just something different about that. I can understand why people want to marry within their cultures. Mm-hmm. Not say I, that I'm opposed to that, of course, but it's just some of the things I've experienced being around, um, like my white friends and stuff. It's kind of been like, because I know anybody can say something that they don't mean, and you're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. I'm kind of scared of that. I'm kind of scared of that betrayal. Mm -hmm. If I really fucked with you and you said something that made me second guess every experience. The whole thing, yeah. I I, I don't know if I could. I couldn't deal with that. I I say that now. I I can't cancel fucking Kanye West. And (laughs) I'm definitely not in a relationship with him. (laughs) Can I cancel the person I love? Damn, this shit's mind blowing. Damn, what is you? What does canceling really mean, especially know. in a relationship? Sheesh. I mean, some people can. I don't know. It just, it's just different for everybody. But I, I don't want to. I don't want that to be one of the problems we have to deal with. It's hard enough being in a relationship with another person. I don't want that part of it to to start playing a factor into right. the stressors of. and you're trying like it's hard like experiencing somebody's pain outside of them is different than being that's what we're talking about like how can you hate from outside the club you can't (laughs) it's something about being in the middle of it Mm -hmm. and in, in the middle of your own black body and knowing like when you say i get it or i understand like i just know that you do you know, like I, right. I, 
you like you have to know because you're black in America just like me. Like just like when I met Carly from uh, Let Me Tell You Something. Like when we first like we're talking, it was like I guess we were trying to read each other's blackness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like how black is this experience about to get? And then by the end, it was just like, oh yeah, we black as fuck right now. <laughs> Like and then you're like, like this shit is dope as fuck. Like having those experiences with yeah. other black people is always so fucking I know, fun. I know. And you're like, man, I really am always around white people. <laughs> Outside of like my family, I'm always around just all white people. I know, and, and I like, and it's cool things to be in that too. But it's something about like when you connect, it's connecting you with your family. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It calls me like, man, that's like my cousin. That's yeah. why we have so many play cousins and yeah. play sisters. Yeah, that's true. Like, it's just something about and it's it. it's also just easier to bring them around your family. Like, I know it's a lot of pe- people and parents that say that they don't care, you know, what race is brought home as long as they care for their children. It's a lot of black parents who are like, Mm-mm, no, ain't going to be none of that. But even still, even if you have accepting parents, it doesn't mean that the rest of your family is going to be accepting when you are in an interracial relationship or marriage. So it's just like it's around some people in your family, you have to kind of tiptoe or maybe like not even see them. Everybody has a hotel uncle now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's just like. Yeah. Black relationship, you wouldn't have to worry about that. It's just like they're pretty much already welcome as long as they not out here you know murderers and you know what i'm saying like gangsters and nothing for real for real that's why i'm lucky i also have a really big family on both sides because we have tons of different relationships like we mm-hmm. have a lot of interracial relationships a lot of uh gay relationships and everybody's pretty accepting that's also what kind of changed my i mean i grew up a little bit different than a lot of people like, I don't think anybody in my family is gay, but there is like my like my uncle one interracial relationship. Like two of my granddad's brothers are gay. One of them, like he's been with my my uncle for thirty some years. Damn. Yeah, like they raised kids and everything. Like so, oh. I grew up being around and being pretty wow. open minded. We need to have them niggas on the podcast. I know. <laughs> Do they know about it? Uh, I think so. Uh, <laughs> Uncle, like, yeah, I think I think he might have liked one of our, uh, like, our page or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that would yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, he saved though. He, like, we we had to. That just showed you how diverse my family. <laughs> my super religious gay uncle right. is. Uh, <laughs> That shit's real. It is. But, yeah, they've been together since the 80s. That's crazy, bro. Yeah. But, so, and it's just, like, one of my other uncles, like, he was married to my Aunt Linda for 30 years. They got divorced before he died, but they have tons of kids and stuff, too. Hmm. So, like, my experience is a little different, but I don't know. I still don't know if I want to deal with that shit from everybody else like yeah i just i don't know like the times i've gone on dates with white girls it's i already have anxiety i don't need (laughs) 
like these white dudes are just looking at me fucking weird. Yeah. And then black women are looking like this nigga. Look at this nigga. Like, I'm like, I could read black women's social cues and I just be feeling bad the whole time. Like, my auntie mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. It's just, I think I just had a glimpse of it and I was just like, damn, this shit is dope. Cause we like, when we were talking on the phone, I was just like, me too, nigga, me too. Oh my God, me too. Like, oh my God. Like, I said that so many times. And I was just like, damn, like, I feel like we know each other on a deeper level. And then we were talking about some, like, churchy shit the other day and, like, growing up in church. And he was like, oh yeah, me too. And I was like, that's always fun too. Like, when you, like, because I have completely left that part of my life behind. And then when it reminds me, like, like yeah. And also, I knew I was going through some shit the last couple of weeks because I was riding around listening to gospel music crying. <laughs> I definitely listened to gospel on Sunday. There is no pain <laughs> that Jesus, Jesus can heal. <laughs> That's that, that good Yolanda Adams on that right. ass. The uh, battle's not yours, it's the Lord's. <laughs> it's like, God, I needed that message. Yeah, no, it was just, it just. That. I do. That's another. I I miss. Sometimes I kind of miss church. The, I I like. I miss the idea of the black church. Mm. I don't without all the toxic elements. I miss <laughs> the good part of church before I realized all the bad parts. Of church. Right. <laughs> I miss the childhood the innocence. friendships and like. I miss the innocence of me being a kid doing and, fun church activities together and like you know. Sometimes I think like my nephews, because my uh, mom and sister now go to a mixed race church. Like they don't know the that it's something about it. It's man. just a deeper the, the level of black struggle. church. Yes, the sheer struggle. It's just warm in there, no matter what the temperature is. If you get what I'm saying, like exactly. it's just it just it's like, it's like home, you know. Like <laughs> going to a good church service on a Sunday is dope. Yeah. Like without like when it's just like yo man it's it's, it's everybody dope. in there is on the same vibe the pastor lit he don't preach all Sunday but the message be good like, the okay, choir I, be hitting <laughs> the choir you be having like a seventy five piece choir and it's just loud as fuck and it's just touching your heartstrings in a room with good acoustics also because we don't Ooh. ever get well like church acoustics dope black churches. The acoustics there they are designed, hit. yes, <laughs> so that the sound travels perfectly. It's a cathedral seating. Yeah, like your choir. If your choir ain't no cathedral seating, it ain't. It ain't. It ain't hit right, it bro. Hit. <laughs> <laughs> it is not hit. It ain't hit, bro. We can't hear y'all. <laughs> y'all got a thousand mics because your shit ain't set up right. Right. Like y'all, y'all just yelling at the goddamn mic. <laughs> Everybody voices hoarse. That's part of the reason I was so nervous doing a podcast because I was like, man, I heard a lot of bad audio. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the first like couple episodes we're turned down so low because I'm like, man, I you I'm, don't uh, want to seem like we yelling in the mic. Know. Yeah. Yes. While we yell in the mic right now. <laughs> that is a black church trauma also. Like, do not right. ever be caught yelling in the mic. <laughs> like, people just like, what the fuck is this nigga doing? Oh, yeah. But, yeah. I, it's elements of it I miss. That camaraderie. Yeah, it's just, I don't want to have to deal with everybody's bullshit. Like, 
Like, I always feel like you were supposed to come to church and you were supposed to free yourself from everything. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be, like, I already, it's tough outside. That's, all right, that's the perfect thing. That's why I think I want to be in a black relationship. Yes. Like, it's hard as hell out here. Yes. You got to come home to somebody who just understands your struggle. Because I don't, I think, not to cut you off, but I think, like, when other people perceive us, and by other people, I pretty much mean white people, perceive us, they think that, like, we are the way we are, which most of us are um, a lot more... um, what's the word sheltered like we don't we don't let ourselves out as much as they do right and i think they can sense that and they just think that you know we're we're holding back or we're whatever whatever but it's like with a black person you just you are they already understand why you are you know what i'm saying like my nigga i just remember what we were supposed to talk about Code switching. <laughs> yes. That, yes. That like, is a part of it. That is basically the main component. So our white listeners who don't know what a code switch is, is when you move throughout different communities and you talk you, uh, reflective you of those communities. You can adapt to those communities right. well. So the part of the thing when they when people start listening to us is they weren't used to hearing us talk. Mm-hmm. Like they're used to hearing us talk around white people. Mm-hmm. They're not used to hearing how we talk to black people. Like wh- white people usually haven't heard me say nigga. If you listen to this for any length of time, I say nigga all the time. All the time. <laughs> Every single show. Right. And I, I don't, even at home, I don't say nigga at my, my parents' house. My, it's only because my mom a bougie ass nigga and she don't like the, it, I don't like that word DJ yeah my my parents are the same way but every time I say nigga my daddy laughs so that shit dope as fuck <laughs> <laughs> I always say nigga home for my dad to laugh <laughs> cause I know he be missing nigga moments too so I gotta sprinkle those in <laughs> he be living vicariously through you yeah. like, am I right my nigga you right my nigga <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit that out too. So, uh... <laughs> <clears throat> um, but yeah, but yeah, black love. We are here for it. But even to the code switching thing, I, I like the idea that I I want the idea of I can talk to somebody else in a way that's different. Yeah, that just understands you on a deeper level, so that y'all can get to those deeper conversations. That's why I think this shit is helped faster. Like we, I. Can, we feel each other. You we feel, feel it. That's what I was telling Kim off mic too. That I was like, I'm sure people don't understand that. I laugh so much because I'm laughing because I'm looking directly <laughs> at her react to the crazy <laughs> shit that I fucking say. So, like, that's why I be losing it on the mic. I used to try to edit it out, but now I'm like, fuck this shit. <laughs> I can't edit out as many times as I laugh. But we be saying shit and we have to react. Should to be the- wild, bro. <laughs> like, when you... And then also having to listen back to your conversations. Like, yo, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> Listening is, back is always hilarious. It, now I enjoy it. Like, it's like, what the fuck did I say? Because I black out. Yeah, same. Like, I, I have. Do. The funny thing is, also, it is crazy to think about that people actually 
I mean, some most of the people that listen to us know at least one of us. But it's people that don't know either of us that listen. That shit is wild. Yes. <laughs> like, I really want to know what those people think of us. Because they have to have a way different perspective than the people who actually know us. They have to. When Lorenza uh, hit me up on his podcast, and uh, I thanked him through the uh, Twitter uh the suburban Twitter, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Shout out to Bizarro Kim too." I was like, "That shit's wild." <laughs> <laughs> it's like you actually listen to the shit. Whoa, yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's wild, but yeah, that's crazy. That's why I'm always surprised when people actually like episodes. Like, you don't think I'm fucking crazy? I'm glad people are starting to fuck with the merch. Too. Like, that's yeah. another thing. We we got three sales. <laughs> that shit is dope as fuck. Uh, I know Cody bought one of them, so shout out to Cody. Uh, whoever the other two people, thank you kindly. Are they from Hunts? Can you see where people are from? No, or where it's going? Uh, I can see sizes and colors. That's all. Okay, like it's just like basic. Yeah, it's just like basic data. Speaking of which, in our T Public store, we have tons of new designs, <laughs> and we also have pins and other things. Yes, we do. I didn't realize on the sweatshirts that you can do like uh, zips, uh, sweatshirts, zip hoodies, and everything. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the logo will be on the back. Ooh, now I love a logo on the back. Yeah, like, I was playing with it, and it's the logo on the back of it beneath the hoodie. Mmm. But you just don't, they don't have double side printing yet on T Public. That's the only bad thing. Oh. But I was thinking, I might just do that shit and, like, add a patch or something on the front. Yeah. Like, juice. Speaking of uh, that, the Chappelle. A patch uh, or, like, an iron on. The way Chappelle had that uh, mechanic suit. Oh, yeah. Where he had his logos up. That yeah. shit was actually dope. I as was fuck. looking at it. I was like, I need this suit to be on fucking sale with the Chappelle <laughs> shit on it. Yeah. Like, I was like, this nigga up here clean as hell, low key. Yeah. He <laughs> just swaggered in it. Like, if people were trying to be like, he was like a bus driver that's sick. <laughs> but, but, no, nah, that, that shit was dope. It was. <laughs> And then he, it was almost like the army patches. Mm-hmm. And then he had his Chappelle logo, which I love his logo. I have a shirt with it on it. Like, I love patches also. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> That's like part of your ego kid spirit, I yeah. think. Or emo kid, not ego. Yeah, it's that uh, punk uh, DIY spirit. That's another thing I was thinking about. Like, compared to the other Huntsville podcasts, which shout out to them. Everybody, especially uh, the Let Me Tell You Something podcast. But I feel like we're like the punk rock kids. Like, we're weird. Like, we're just throwing shit at the fucking wall. It's like. We might be. I wouldn't mind that. Like it's, just, it's fitting. We're black punk kids. <laughs> it's fitting, I think. I love Patches and fucking uh, Doc Martens. You and just I'm be wearing like- band t shirts. <laughs> I guess I'm androgynous, according to y'all niggas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who else is telling you that? Just the people that like have made comments about whether or not I'm into like women or men or whatever. We definitely have a tomboyish spirit. Yeah, but 
I'm also really girly. Yeah. I keep telling people I'm like 50-50 on both. I'm, you're a very interesting person, to be honest. Everybody like, says that. No, but it's, uh, it's dope. But like. Um, what is it? It's just the whole thing, man. It's like, she's cool as fuck, I, bro. Listen, I think the key is, is I'm just doing what the fuck I want to do. Yeah. When I let my uh, anxiety down enough, that's why I'm always surprised that people actually, I guess, like me. Damn, that shit. <laughs> and maybe, I don't know, is this the, like me being interesting? Is that the reason why I'm intimidating? Yeah. You're like, yeah. I just want somebody to show me how not to be intimidating. But it's not it's not a negative. You just haven't found a person that is meant for you for that. It's not a negative. Like that's why I had to realize for myself. Like it's like, man, it's just you're just yourself. That's all yeah. it's gonna be. It's nothing wrong. I'm not trying not to be myself. I just don't want me being myself to be intimidating. Because I'm really not an intimidating person. Like, if you listen to this show, I'm really, I'm really a softie. Yeah, but outside of this show, like, in the full context, <laughs> like, the fact that we're, uh, they listen for, like, an hour and a half, they get the full context of your character. But outside of, well, I mean, even this is not the full context of your character. No. It's a part of your character. A longer part than the social media. It's a little bullshit. bit of a deeper part. Yeah. Watch, um. They ready? The Flame Monroe segment? Not yet. Oh my gosh. I think you are going to fucking die. Really? That that shit was hilarious. Um, I did finish the first season of Pose. And I, I have never watched Pose. It's actually pretty good. I apparently just I'm so behind on all the cool TV shit. That like I don't think it's been on Netflix long and I don't have cable right now. Not because I'm broke bitches, just cause <laughs> Because you're a Netflix or you're more of an internet. Yeah. I watch YouTube shit all day. Or I listen to podcasts or music. But I just watch the shit that I feel like I'm, is going to be appealing to me. Because there's just so much out that everybody's like, oh my God, this is such a good show. Oh my God, this is such a good show. If I listened to everybody that said, this is such a good show, I'd be watching like 50 shows a week. <laughs> like, yeah. this is too much. Like, I just look at shit, I'm like, ooh, this sounds interesting or ooh, this feels different than what I've seen already. Let me watch it. That's how I watch it. Now, this weekend, that's the other thing I did. I watched 13 Reasons Why. I have not. Season three. That show was very triggering. And I... Not like it's triggering for like everybody, yeah, but especially like they go and I know they cut out that uh suicide scene from the first uh season because mm-hmm. that shit was intense mm-hmm. and that that was triggering for me, mm-hmm. so yeah, and then all the other things that go on, I just feel I can't stop watching that show and I feel bad, it's like a guilty pleasure. But it's so dark and so messed up. And if I was not, luckily I'm in a decent place now. Yeah. I couldn't watch that shit. Like, that shit is wild and it's mad irresponsible for them. <laughs> That's the other thing I was thinking of. It was like, yeah, this is a dangerous and sick show. Like, it is appealing to teenagers. Yeah. That's the scary part. There are kids that don't know how to separate art 
even art that you may have experienced and been triggered by. Yeah. There are not kids detaching. That, are, that are glamorizing yeah. emo. Because this is, I guess this is basically like emo culture for them right now. Uh, but they're glamorizing this like depressed emo. But emo culture when we were younger wasn't as tied to mental. flat out death. Yeah. Or or just mental issues, right? It was basically it was depression, right? <laughs> but it was also it like was depression light. <laughs> it was right. It was also kind of like a protest just against like mainstream. Like it was also a lot more fashion heavy mm-hmm. than than politic heavy. Yeah, because we were fucking teenagers. <laughs> like we weren't wearing our politics on our sleeve. Yeah, no. it was more so about what finding your expression through. Uh art and media and stuff like that mm-hmm. it, it wasn't about yeah i'm like in this season they have like a super like uh stereotypical feminist like where it's just this angry uh white woman <laughs> with black glasses and she's short of and course. she's probably doesn't wear much makeup yeah like it was <laughs> and then i was thinking that shit i don't think that's how kids are I mean, some kids that are more political than others, definitely. But I don't think of it as. I think that's adult projecting themselves into what yeah, it's like to be a kid happening. now. Yeah. Like, so you just. I don't know. Yeah. And maybe life is like that for kids, but. I mean, also, it's a different time than when we grew up. Yeah. But that's always weird. Um. Because, like I said, I'm an emo kid for life. Sad boys. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to Smith the other day. And I was like, man, I was in some dark ass shit. Like, or uh, one of my favorite uh, emo albums of all time is My Chemical Romance, uh, The Black Parade. Oh, I think I had a small emo phase. It didn't last long, though. Yeah, that shit lasted a while for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Man, by the time 808s came out, I was all the way into this sad boy shit. I think in like seventh or eighth grade, I was gonna be in a punk rock band with Britney Riggin and Hannah Mask and uh and Emma. <laughs> I don't know what I was gonna do. I, was I gonna play the drums? I forgot. But yeah, we had formed a band and shit. Bro, I would have been on the front row of that shit. I guess I can go. We formed a band. It was always weird being that only black kid <laughs> at all these like rock shows. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's just Dennis. He goes to Buckhorn also. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck we thought we were and how we were gonna rehearse not being able to drive. Dollar to dream. <laughs> this shit did not work well. <laughs> Oh, the juicy smole <laughs> joke. <laughs> Fucking juicy smoliet. That, that French actor when he said it, I was like, "What French actor?" I was like, when he said the French actor, I was like, "I ain't heard about this shit." Like, but crazy <laughs> shit happens so much that I don't hear about some shit until months later. But he was like, you know, juicy smole, and I was like, "Oh." It was funny though, because like half the audience started to laugh, and then some of them were still like the second listening, time he, like it was a news story. The second time he says it, if you look at the white guy in the front, he's looking like, huh? 
And everybody around him is dying. And his wife gets it and she starts laughing. He's like, <laughs> like if you watch it, watch that part. Like look to the left of him when he has his. Uh, I watched this shit like five times. <laughs> when he has his foot on the amp, the oh, guy that's looking at him, the white dude is like legitimately trying to realize what the fuck. Like is he trying to piece the story together. He's like juicy smolay. That was me for a couple of seconds until he said juicy smolay, and I was like. I know who this nigga talk about. And then I looked, because I had the captions on too. Me I was too. Like, That's mm-hmm. how I called it. I was like, this nigga is wild as fuck. And it, uh, <laughs> I thought, I had to pause it. When I, like, that shit was funny as fuck to me. But when he was talking about that whole shit, I started thinking, we talked about that on here like six months ago yeah and i've completely forgotten about it that's what, was, that's what i was saying like the only reason why that situation was even brought back up was because his this was recorded during that time right but, but that, that shit is wild like that's nobody's ever canceled <laughs> the other thing is um andrew luck retired this uh this weekend and everybody was like shocked of course but then this one sports writer was like this is the craziest thing to happen in sports in the last 10 years and then people were like do no, you not, not. Re- aaron hernandez was a serial killer and all the like <laughs> rape allegations yeah. and the like wife beater yeah, alleg- like ray, uh, ray rice knocked his wife unconscious on an elevator and then they tried to cover it up and like, then somebody what? was like johnny manziel went to Vegas two days before a home game and was wearing a fake uh, wig and partying in the club. Like Andrew Luck wanted to chill because his body ache is like right. the most normal thing right? <laughs> out of all this shit. Right. He wants to be able to walk when he's old. How dare he? And he wants to have... And he's young. Yeah, he's 29. Yeah, like he shouldn't be experiencing all that body pain. Yeah, and then he, like he was talking about like he was dealing with he alluded to the fact he was dealing with depression but that's in line with that many concussions yeah but also when you're this young and your body is breaking down yeah like that that'll fuck you up too mentally especially when you've been a star athlete your entire life that's the same thing with Gronk that's what Gronk was talking about like what he's doing the CBD oil yeah but I thought about all of that because with the Jesse Jesse Smoulet thing, I ain't never saying his old name. Juicy Smoulet. <laughs> Juicy Smoulet. <laughs> uh, justice for Juicy. <laughs> but uh, when he said that, I thought that's not even the crazy. That's not top five crazy things that happened this year. Like, all right, outside of all Trump shenanigans, like last week he he committed blasphemy twice in one day. And that shit was wild as fuck. The evangelicals didn't say shit. At all. He said he was the king of Jews. Jesus is literally like. I don't pay attention to that. That's the other part of it that I kind of can't fuck with like white evangelicals. Because they be on that bullshit. (laughs) The way my black ass grew up. Even saying God damn. Yeah it's blasphemous. Yeah. yeah. Like. Or or even like oh my God. Like. I, I remember one time I got in trouble for saying God dang. And my mom was mad as fuck. Yeah, I used to couldn't say, oh my goodness, or oh my God. Like, it yeah, would have to be, close. oh my goodness. Like, you can never use, that was using God's name in vain. <laughs> and this nigga just straight up was like, I'm the king. <laughs> and he said he was the chosen one the same fucking day. 
we live in that world where the president of the United States is a nutcase, liable to say anything. And so I'm kind of desensitized we're de- to crazy. We're desensitized to it. Like, also, like, crazy shit just happens. Like, you remember, like, last month when that uh that model said that she was, uh that model had said that trans women aren't real women. And then uh, when she caught hell, she said she was a trans, trans woman. Yeah. And she wasn't. Yeah. Like, that shit is wild yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Like, shit like that happens every But we've already day. blown past that. Yeah. Like, people have forgotten <laughs> about that. Like, that shit is crazy as fuck. Girl, what? Like, he, like, who would make up that something that you can clearly check? Like, her friends from, uh, like, when she was kids, they're like, she's not fucking transgender. Everybody <laughs> like, bitch, you fucked up. Like, what are you doing? And then, like, what? this is the, what makes it even crazier. One of her friends that is transgender and is a transgender model pretty much just aired out how she felt hurt by that. And then the uh, girl that lied about being transgender said that people didn't understand the pain she was going through now because she lied. Bitch, because you lied. Everybody's being mean to me. You're experiencing pain because you lied, not because you're transitioning though. So it's But like she's you, not. I know, that's what I'm that, saying. But like, that's the crazy thing. Like why? you you don't understand how hurtful this is. Right. Like still you're exemplifying that. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbass. Right. You're hurting because people caught you in some BS. Right. While anyway. these other people are hurting because you decided to use their pain to try to get out of this shit but look at you you're still in the shit because <laughs> their shit is real and yours is not now i guess we'll finish with this my big thing against like what uh Chappelle did was kind of in line with like yeah it's where cancel culture is ridiculous all all that type of stuff but you're also the same person that walked away from your show because somebody laughed in a way that you felt was disrespectful when you were wearing blackface. So you, of all people, should be able to understand how when you do that voice that way, when you're acting like you're transgender, mm-hmm. or when you do uh, the stereotypical Asian face, mm-hmm. you of all people should understand that pain. And maybe he does, and he's just flirting with that line to drive home a point. Maybe he that like his way of dealing with it is just making fun of it. And now, because he's a comedian, right? And most comedians, I wouldn't give that level of depth possibly to, but Chappelle, I I would give that to. But still, I don't think I don't think the way the trans community feels about that should be come from you who is outside of the community right and then this don't be like this is just jokes well those jokes also are people it's just like the guy who killed himself because uh people confronted him about dating a trans woman yeah like reese i can't remember his last name though but yeah he was a young dude like that type of shit that stigma is what affects people like it's real life out here that's that's kind of a like i have a hard time sometimes just watching certain comedians because i'm like when do we actually just and and there have been comedians that have talked about it um 
I think Andrew Schultz may have even said this too, but like, when do we just understand that these are jokes for jokes? Like no matter how real some of them are, like, can we ever get to that point? And the answer is no, because there are certain people who are going to connect with certain things that you talk about. That's why they're able to laugh at you during some instances and be upset at you during another, because people, people don't feel away. Everything is funny until it's about you. Right now, even like if you use like clean comedians, like Kev on stage or like Jim Gaffigan, people connect with them because they aren't doing some things. It's different tastes for everybody, mm. especially in comedy. My whole thing isn't really about a comedian doing it, even though I'm probably disagreeing with another episode where I probably said <laughs> something else. But hey, it's, it's like okay. growth. Um, ain't no problem. Growth. <laughs> <laughs> growth. Um, but yeah, I don't have an issue with comedians tiptoeing that line. My problem comes in when it's a not funny nigga <laughs> that is trying to do this whole skit in real life with people with actual emotions and actual like like if you're doing a racist face to be like in public yeah you're everybody thinks they're a fucking comedian you're not <laughs> a comedian <laughs> like so I don't give you like the way you've been shading people this episode is hilarious <laughs> it started with Taylor Swift like <laughs> I'm just, and I've really been wondering about this shit. Like, why do people not understand that whole thing? Like, it's like, well, the only problem is all these not funny niggas is going to see Chappelle, who is a master at his craft, do it, and they don't get the joke fully. Mm -hmm. So it's just like when we were talking about the boondocks and people really believe the shit Riley be saying, not knowing it's satire. Yeah, I think that's, that's just a part of... Um comedy in your audience is the audience that connects with you is the audience that understands that it's layers to your shit. Right. Like there is no co good comedians are not surface level comedians. You, it's just, it's not just going to be punchline and joke. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to, especially during standups, like you have to be alert and aware during the whole performance for you to understand all of the parts because good comedians always, mesh things together and make them connect throughout their performance not to say we're comedians or nothing but i feel like our last couple of episodes have been more in that line of like connected like yeah we both said some shit like last episode <laughs> that was actually layered as fuck that we didn't just be like oh yeah i'm sick as fuck yeah and it was like i i wonder how much people are fucking with it but i think people are actually fucking with it yeah anything else um, I think that's it. Buy our merch. Yeah, please buy our merch. And thank you for everybody that's bought it. And uh, just play around with the different stuff that's on there because almost all the uh, designs we have can definitely be put on almost anything on the site. So, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to get this dude to design us some other shirts. It's going to be dope. I know. Oh, shout out to uh, Perfect Mistakes also. What do they do? Do they release some shit? Um, like, I think he's kind of hyping that he's going to come out with the fourth shirts again. 
Hmm. Like those sold out quick and they didn't have my size too. I was mad as fuck because I wanted a fourth shirt. I saw you retweeted that. Yeah. Like they're kind of flirting with that idea. It's a lot of cool, like Huntsville designers coming up too with cool graphics. Um but yeah, shout out to Darius. Uh yeah. Shout out to the creators. Creatives. Wu Tang nigga. I still hate that noun, collective. A collective or c- creative? Creatives. I, I don't know why. It's it's almost similar to the, I don't like when women are called females thing. Like, creatives is not specific enough. Right. <laughs> like it's I a, just feel like it's a term that like people on the outside throw on all of us art nerds that they don't really know how to associate themselves with. <laughs> right. um, Like, these are the hippies. What's a hippie? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a hipster. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, like, what is... It can be taken so many different ways. It's also... We got time. It's also a... uh, We have always a negative connotation on the word suburban. Is it? Amongst uh, some black people. Mm. Hmm. That's also why they think it's like a sellout situation. Like, oh yeah, I don't want to be associated with or yeah. But we didn't choose the thug life once again, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it I, chose us. That's why I kind of like the name when I thought like because it's a play on words. Yeah, but it's also it describes a us part of who we are. Well, we suburban as fuck, <laughs> black ass suburbanites. We still black as fuck, though. That's what people need to... I think that's what we want people to know. Yeah. We may be suburban, but we still... Heavy on the urban, my nigga. Like. Right. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. I didn't even have the soundboard. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> heavy on the urban. Ooh. That, that's gotta be T-shirt. <laughs> Sub, but very heavy on the urban. But yeah. yeah. Damn. I can't come up with nothing as dope as that. I'm just going to end it. (laughs) That shit was dope. (laughs) So, thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at curvy brown girl find me at a kid named juice some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey battle you can follow him on soundcloud at djc battle new episodes available every thursday